This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Burton from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. It is episode number 153 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the Buckatorium, as we mostly are, not all the time, but usually. I think 98% of the time. That's right. Sherard, <laughs> Illinois is uh, is one of the most fantastic places on earth because we're here, the Working Class <clears throat> Bowhunter Podcast. I am Steve, and I'm in Kurt's house. What's up, Kurt? Oh, not a whole lot. Just me and you today, buddy. Just me and you, yeah. We're uh, we're podcasting. It was a beautiful day. We uh, decided to get together. Well, uh, as T Bone would say, make hay while the sun is shining. Eric's working right now. He and is. It's, uh, we're recording this podcast at ten o'clock at night on a Saturday. Oh um, yeah. No bush lattes have been cracked open. Weird. Not one. Not, Not a single one. one. Meanwhile, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the top row is gone of the but, uh, thirty pack. <laughs> poor Eric. Um, everyone just. Eric, he's on second shift, and he's mm-hmm. going to be MIA for a few episodes probably, which really sucks, but it's it's in our name, and that's what we're doing. So heads up there. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by Scent Crusher, uh, scentcrusher.com. We just had our shoot, which we're going to get into details about um, a couple weeks ago, 
and they were kind enough to sponsor it and they provided some gear. Um, we did some giveaways for, we gave Gene Miller, our buddy that's also on uh-huh. the scent crusher field staff. We gave him one of the totes for, as like a thank you for letting us use his property and, He's already. I don't even know if I'm assuming he's used it already on oh, something. I'm betting, dude. He, he was probably. That's probably why he disappeared. <laughs> he, the, he did disappear. He said, "Oh well, the well isn't working, so we got the got the well guys coming out." Hey, come on now. He was he was setting it up. He was crushing scent in there. So but we did some giveaways on some uh, ozone goes and some gear bags. So some uh, some people that listened to the show that came out and outshot us like <laughs> twofold <laughs> got to win some of that great gear. Yeah. So and and they were asking. Uh, one of the guys is like, this stuff really work. And the first thing I do, I turn around to my dad and my like, dad, the scent crusher work. He's like, hell yeah, it does. And yeah, went oh, on we, a rant about it. So we should have, we should have done the field test right there. I would have taken one of my stinky socks and put it in, but, uh, we should have, I don't know why we didn't eh, do that. It happens. But, uh, big shout out to scent crusher for that. Uh, also big shout out to HHA hooked us up with some stuff too. Yep, uh, did good some giveaways. Uh, one of the listeners who drove from the shoot, we'll, we'll get into this, but, uh, Walked away with that. We'll talk about how that happened. So big yeah. shout out to HHA, HHA.com. Uh, Is it HHASports.com? HHASports.com, yes, yeah, sir. Everything on social media. All, all of our sponsors are all over social media. Uh, but HHA, lifetime warranty, great products. They support our veterans just like we do. And uh, also Elite Archery. Um, we love all those guys. Clark made it out, made an appearance out to our shoot. And um, Clark Cummings from Respect the Game, um, which uh, – <laughs> Respect the Game now has an Instagram. Yes, they do. Go check out Respect the Game's Instagram. Just uh, look for it in the search thing. You'll find it. they got that uh, updated logo, and they've got some fantastic things rolling out there. So go yeah. give them a follow. We'll be giving them shares here and there. Big, get big, that. big shout out to uh, to everyone over at Elite. I'm super thankful. They, uh, I say Elite's kind of ran house um, at the shoot because we did a whole – whole bunch of things but my tempo carried the way on your option i'm just saying buddy well you know what i was out shooting you we'll, 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 we'll get we'll get back to that um in a, in a we'll talk about quick it. second here but uh yeah leadarchery.com go check them out they've been uh pretty much taking it to the bank through all the all the shoots and how did, Rio, how did rio end up doing uh i know he was going for bronze last time i checked so now you know when this episode's recorded but he yeah. was going for bronze but the guy put the team on his back, though. Yeah, I know. That's I like seeing that, man. It's cool when you like when you feel like you're part of a team. Oh, and yeah. you can because I don't watch sports. I don't watch regular sports, so I don't have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. do not watch football. I'm like, I don't watch football. I just don't. I'm not. I don't care. I'm, I'm hunting when football's being on. So it is what it is. Um, so and also keeping us going, the lovely protein that we uh, get from Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Process right there in beautiful Viola, Illinois. Yes. Big, big shout out to Scott. He'll be on an episode soon. Yeah, coming real soon here. Um, so got, we got to love all those guys. Fuel up on the, uh, I would say the Smith's deer meat, but they just make it deli- they make it even more delicious than it already is. So Yeah. Um, so super thankful for all our sponsors, and we appreciate all their support. Check them all out. You got a vet shout out? The vet shout out is going to get tied into our what we did for our Dark shoot. Horse Lodge. So we raised some money for Dark Horse Lodge. That's the vet shout out. Um, that's why we put the whole shoot together. Really, I mean, obviously, we did it because we do it every doing year. It every but... year, but this one was uh, especially special. Is that something you could say? Yeah, I'd say so. But we raised money for the Dark Horse Lodge. Everybody came out, had a great time. Check out darkhorselodge.org if you want to donate too, 
Or if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, smile.amazon.com. Select that. It's not going to cost you any more, but a portion of those proceeds will go to Dark Horse Lodge. Yep. And the shoot is something we're going to do every year. And even if we don't do the Dark Horse Lodge every year, um, we are going to try and raise money for some foundation that supports our veterans in the correct ways um, or every year it could go to dark horse lodge we don't know and or maybe we could split it up between several as, as the shoot gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year um like we're gonna run out of space eventually where we had it which yeah. is why we had it more as a private event this year um but who knows what can happen we've made some connections at the shoot actually well let's just talk about it so we had our shoot i don't yeah. know how many we've had we've done them before in the past but it's always been like just our buddies. Yeah, show like, up at this state park that has an archery range with bags that have been blown out. Right. We're going to shoot some bows. Bring a And target. then we'll, we'll go drink beer afterwards. But this was just kind of more of like an, a glorified version of that. Yeah, and we were at uh, our buddy Gene's, and you know, obviously we want to take all the precautions. Hey, we're at a private residence. It ended up working out perfectly. Gene Miller, again, buddy, thank you so much for allowing us to have the shoot there. And thank you for your service to the country. Actually, that's the vet shout-out for sure. Because Gene served... It, it's a double it, whammy. It is. And, man, he is the nicest guy. So it was really great. We had some people come from really far away. Whitetail Experience, Byron Horton, and all them cats came oh, from yeah. uh, Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Some of the Last Breath boys from Last Breath TV showed out. Uh, Garrett. Yeah, some of the boys <laughs> just won. <laughs> uh, before we continue, I, just, I was going to shout this out earlier. Uh, our store is live, workingclassbowhunter.com. Yes. The store is up there. Um, we have new hats in, um, more coming all the time. We sold out like right away. And then, uh, so we got another order coming in. There's going to be some more shirt designs and more goodies along the way as we slowly roll into this. Um, we're working class, so we just don't yeah. have like 50 grand to throw into a store. Um, so just bear with bear. us. If there's something we don't have that you want to see us carry, just shoot us an email or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. The new shirts, though, I, I should say, we, it, the first day we got them. You look ravishing in yours, by the way. because <laughs> you're wearing the same one. You look good, too. Twinkies. The first day we, uh, the, I got to see the shirts. I knew what color we were going with, but it was at the shoot, and Kurt's like, hey, put this on. So I had to take my shirt off uh, in front of people. It was and awful. Put a new one on. It was awful. But these are really nice, so go ahead and check those out at the store. And we've got Richards and Hats, so... Again, check that they out. They are awesome, man. I love this thing. I don't. I haven't taken oh. it off since I got it. I know. Kurt's got a weird weird ring around his head. I bought my own hat. We got these yeah. hats for the shoot. It was with the first batch, and I'm like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to buy one of these right now because we were going to keep them all to sell, but I'm like, I'll, I'll pay. I actually paid more money than I should have for it. And people are like, you buy your own hat? I'm like, yeah, otherwise you get your own merch, and then you're all of a sudden you don't have any money. Cause you, yeah. And then you're out. Then you got to come out of pocket to buy all your yeah, merch don't again. Yeah, t- don't take from your own supply. Yeah. Um, but back to the shoot. So we had these, and it, it, we couldn't ask for a more, more perfect day. Again, there was a little bit of wind. Nothing bad, but the way we set this up in this. Everyone shoots in the wind when there's, you know what I mean? Yep. We all deal with it. The way we set this up in the past year, you know, we set up uh, uh, a 3D range, and then we had the 100-yard range, and Gene ran his mower down. It made a lane for it, and it was it was awesome. It worked out fantastically, and again, it, it was very cool to meet the guys from Whitetail Experience. Yeah, big Dave. shout out to them; they're awesome. And uh, what was the, what was the other guy's name? Oh, El Diablo. El Diablo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually know his name. That's what they were calling him because I kept walking up, I'm like, "Hey, what's your name? Andy. What's your name?" I know, I know. But he was they uh, call him El, Di- El Diablo all day. El Diablo was the it was he, Andy. He can shoot, and those guys came and camped, and they made a. 
made a whole weekend out of it. And it it's just one of the things that humbles you because they drove all that way just to come shoot for a couple hours, hang out. And I, I'll tell you what, man, that was... It was a good time. We, what we did, so we had a 3D range set up, and then, like Steve said, the 100-yard uh, lane, which we used as a knockout lane. So that's how, once everyone got there, we did, like, everyone practice shoot and kind of hang out. And I, I love this game because it's everyone can kind of – it kills all the awkwardness and the crowd. You get to know people. So, so it's called knockout. Here's and, how you start. You start at 20 yards. And you move back in 10-yard increments, and there's a circle on the target. And if you're in the circle, you're in. If you hit outside of the circle, you're out. Knockout. So, and, and you get a mulligan. And uh, The very first shot. I should say everybody. <laughs> yep. Everybody's. You well, know. keep in mind this: before we started playing knockout. Oh yeah, everybody was shooting. We were all the first ones there, so we stepped in at hundred yards, and we're throwing. We dial our HHAs down, and we're shooting hundred yard shots. In case you guys can't pick this up, this is Kurt's excuse. All right, it's so, actually a pretty legitimate excuse. It, it is. So we're all shooting. It. Well, keep in mind we didn't we didn't walk up any further than the hundred yard shot. No, we no. just walked in there. We shot the day before and set everything up. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna yeah. shoot some hundred. And in the yards. morning, we're all you know after we set up, we're we're there. It was me. You, Eric, My dad. I was actually on time. Mm-hmm. You were like, be there at like eight or whatever time. I was there. Papa Dave was there. We're all just kind of flinging arrows down there at a hundred, you know. And I've just put the sight tape on my bow the night before. Yeah, mine was like two days before. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're shooting the same place, so I guess we had home field advantage. Anyway, we get up to knockout. Not really, <laughs> Kurt. We're shooting against some studs, man, dude, Kurt. Is like one of the first ones to shoot. Keep in mind, I go watch. I'll miss. Yeah, and he gets pulled back, and dude, this arrow flies right through the because we had like a a target, and then we had like the giant bag that um, Gene has, and that thing's probably like seven foot tall by like you know it's a big square bale, pretty much. And this arrow flies through it. Everyone's like, "What the hell is he doing?" And we're all like, what in the world? And Kurt's like, oh, well, I have it on my, like, 100 yard or whatever, yeah, 20, like 70 I, yard. I shot and it sounded soft. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Dude, that thing went right through. Well, the thing is, like, I think I was on the megaphone being an idiot. Just like I was trying to, like, regulate and explain the rules. And from not grabbing my bow from the 100 yard shot earlier, I completely forgot. And I'm like, wow, good thing we get a mulligan. And so I was I was toasted out on the mulligan immediately. Yeah. So I was like, don't miss. And then we get out to, like, I don't know. I think I made it to, like, 70 or 80, and I missed. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. So... I remember, like, when I get up at 20, after Kurt biffed. You checked your sight dial. <laughs> I get up, and you guys know, you guys listen to the podcast each every week. I'm a loud mouth jackass. Oh, man, me failing would be the greatest thing. Every time everyone shoots, hits 20. All right, good shot, good shot. Oh, nice going. You know, we all we oh, all God. gave Kurt a ra- As soon as I put clock hands on this 20, Nothing. There's no words. Dead said. silence. And Kurt goes, "Well, we were all hoping you would fail." <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I like about Knockout is that was the first game we played. Like right off the bat, like everyone warmed up. Okay, and that killed. If you didn't know someone, you stood there and talked to them. Oh yeah, which is a good time. So we ended up making it all the way back, and there was three came down to a hundred yards. It was uh oh, I got a, a big shout out to uh, Sarah Sam's sister for running us beer back and forth. Yeah. So, you were knocked out. What did you lose? I'm, like, almost embarrassed to say, like, I went out at 50, but just for 
just for gigs. I shot at like 60 and was good. So I lost two, like, both my shots at 50 were out. I'm like, man, what's going on? I went at 60 and shot good, so, eh, who knows? Well, we had, uh, so it ended up going, Eric was hanging on strong, I think oh, until yeah. 90 yards, and he still had his mulligan, and I think he used them both at 90. Yeah, he did. And uh, the winner, well, it came down to Andy from Whitetail Experience, um, Doug Schmidt, one of our good buddies, um, shooting, uh, he was shooting Elite uh, Impulse 31 in the QU camo. Yeah. Not and, that that's uh, important, but it was just a cool-looking bow. That, that Doug's not important. We don't need to talk about him. And then our buddy Colton Brunin was shooting uh, an Elite Victory in, like, blaze orange or burnt orange, I guess. And he, Which? He smoked it at 100. Here's a funny story. Another guy that uh, was there, Sean Herman, who does bone white taxidermy down in uh, Viola, he did my uh, my dull skull. Dough skull. <laughs> he had a... He, a, a burnt orange. He had burnt a burnt orange. orange. He had the victory 39 or 37. It was one of the two. And he's like looking at it. I'm like, dude, those are the same bow. And he goes, what's that guy's last name? We told him. He goes, I bought this bow from him. So Colton and, and Sean were Eskimo brothers and bows. Yes, they were. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> so, But yeah, they're shooting in uh, Moneybags Mark Rife. Who? Where did Mark make it to? Ninety. Mark made it to one hundred. No, he didn't. There was only three guys shooting at a hundred. He it was, shot. It was Andy, Doug Schmidt, oh, and Colton. We did a. All right, yeah. That's, I'm. I'm thinking of a separate thing that Mark shot at a hundred. So Colton ended up winning the hundred yard. He almost. That's right. That's almost right. centered it. He got a bag. Uh, he won a scent crusher bag for that, which was awesome. Um, so we did that, and then. Uh, so that was the first game we played. Everyone was kind of getting comfortable with the environment. We were having a blast, an oh, absolute yeah. blast. So. I'm like, well, I got this, uh, I got a giveaway, and I have on a megaphone. I'm like, all right, I got an Ozone Go. We're giving it away. I want to see everyone run from this line. Whoever <laughs> wants to volunteer can volunteer. Run from this line to that brush pile over there. Run along the edge back here. Grab your bow, and the first person to put two arrows in this, it was a block, classic block target at 40 yards. First person to put two arrows in one dot gets this Ozone Go. Well, I only thought like three people, four people would be like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, no. Everyone was like, I'll do it. Screw it. Why so, not? So I'm like, I had a couple people help me spot arrows to see who won first. So I'm like, all right, ready, set, go. People are booking it, just running full speed <laughs> down to the brush pile, back, grab their bows. And my one, I volunteered my block target. There's, I don't know how many arrows, 60 arrows in this thing. Oh, yeah. Like there's people that would shoot. One kid couldn't get his bow back after making the run at all. Couldn't get it back. Um, and arrows were flinging. I'm like, help me keep track. I can't tell. And then Colton, of course, the guy who just won the 100-yard shot, won that one as well. So he, he's he got all the scent crusher good. That guy is an impeccable. You know what? He's a good shot. I, I, uh, I'm i not going to say I'm, I'm jealous of anybody by any means, but he wasn't winded after he ran. He can <laughs> he shoot was. really good. He's a really good-looking guy. I, Yeah, I, I wish you ill, Colton. He's, he's a stud, man. He can shoot a bow. And he, uh, I don't know, he's he's just super humble, too, but he's super likable. Oh, yeah, dude. He'll he'll come up to you. He'll, you know, rib with you. And he's a, he's a good cat. But, so, after he won that bag, he won that. But it was cool. It was cool to see everyone, like, got in on that. I think we have a video somewhere. I'll try and post it. But we, I have photos of people running. And it, it's awesome. It really is. I was, I was so happy that everyone was just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. So that was cool. So then we get to the, the 3D shoot where um, 
big shout out to our buddy Craig for letting us have all the all, all the targets that mm-hmm. he lent a us. A leopard, a goat buck thingy that he yeah, made. Whatever that thing a is. Bear. We had everything out there. Uh we started shooting and it was uh the team was me, you and my dad, Papa and Dave. Papa Dave. And we just happened to be a team and there it was, was like the honor system. You score your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody was out there to It's a great time, man. It went way better than I thought. Yeah. And we're shooting, you know, and it was cool because, you know, we moved down the line and we had this set up. It was it was such a good time. We're shooting a little bit. And, you know, we get past the 100-yard deal and we start shooting. And I remember I was like, hey, Kurt, what what is that? Uh, I think it was the Glendale buck. I'm like, what is that? You're like, 35. I'm like talking to Clark Cummings because that's right when he showed up. Oh, yeah, cool. I draw back an arrow. Where did that arrow go? Kurt's like, or it was 25, and I go, oh, ugh. I was like, I still left this thing on, like, 50, so I dialed down to 35 for some reason. Again, I pull back and shoot an arrow. What'd you say, 35? No, 25. Ah, all right. I ended up finding both my arrows. Well, it was, like, it was known distance for everyone wondering. Like, yeah, it was. But we would have targets at, like, 25 yards, 35 yards, 50, and then, like, we had the leopard target, which I thought was the coolest target. We put that at, like, 70. So it was, it was fun. It, it, yeah. Well, the point is, it's like we want everyone to have a good time, all skill levels. But at the same time, we want people to kind of push themselves and and do things that you can. I, I want this to be a shoot where everyone can feel comfortable. Like you don't have to worry about throwing an arrow at sixty, seventy yards and missing and people laughing at you. Yeah. Like, no. It's it a was... place where you can be comfortable. You can try those shots, and then like Sam, she, my fiance, she never shot that far i mean she shot some 40 and 50 yards but she was throwing them down and hitting the target at 70 and that's like that took her out of her comfort zone of the 40 yard mark and said like oh i'm not scared to try shots like that i can see why like that's fun doing that and yeah and that's only going to make you better when you shoot at closer distance which is awesome so it was a good time yeah and we we carried you and my dad the whole time Yeah, he did we did have something for uh if you wanted to step up to the plate I should add the tiebreaker. I would. I, I should say steel plate. We had the tiebreaker that uh, Sean Herman uh, lent us, and uh, I had an arrow fall victim to it. There was, uh, you know, we were doing the the shot where we were coming freedom back ring, and, baby, freedom ring. Oh man, it was a Ted Nugent. Yeah, I, I sent that Ted Nugent down there, that Ted Nugent uh, gold tip down there. And there was a video that I'm pretty sure you guys all saw. And Kurt's like, "Hey, shoot this at 30." I'm like. All right. Like, that was an accident. It really wasn't. Like, I see Kurt after I do this. After, I, like, I, I shoot it and I hit it. And I was just as surprised as everybody else. Because <laughs> it was, like, just after I got done after that, uh, after the game of Knockout. And we're all just kind of shooting that. And I think I think we're doing some giveaway for that. And I was just, yeah, I want to shoot a little bit. And I do that and I'm like. You know, Kurt's filming me. Well, the first time he filmed me, I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. I didn't get all the way back, so I was like, all right, film this. I get drawn back, I shoot that, and I say, that's an accident. And the look on Kurt's face is like, you idiot, why would you say that? <laughs> it was awesome, though. But it, it turned out really good, and, you know, that that's one of those things, dude. You know, you get back to 40, and I it's not that hard to hit that target, but it feels like it's the scary. pressure's it's on. A, it's the pressure of it. It's because uh, Mark Reif, I think he was shooting. He, he toasted one. 
My okay. dad toasted one on it, and he's shooting full metal jackets, and you could see, you could see the the aluminum shell of the arrow like peeled back, and then the carbon fibers underneath were like sh- it was really cool. Yeah, they look really cool. It, it, it like it peeled. It looked like a like a like a downtown some big city art piece. Dude, one of our buddies toasted like <laughs> eight arrows off that thing, just relentlessly like wait, trying wait, to make that, it in. Not the that Dave that was shooting the recurve was. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Dave shot a recurve. <laughs> I was shooting a recurve at that thing. Dirty Dave. From a Whitetail experience, dude. That He's like, I got three arrows, man. I don't care. I'm going to send them. He was, throwing send hun- he was throwing 100-yard shots with his recurve. He had an old Hoyt recurve. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, But big shout-out, Tyler Bigford. I think he toasted like eight arrows on that. Uh, oh, that's who that was? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was cool about it. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Why are you doing that? He's like, dude, I don't care. I got new arrows. Like, I'm out here for fun. I'm like, dude, this is entertaining as hell. Let me video you do it one time at least. So I did. I'll post it. He, but yeah, he was. I think he had a good time. He won the race actually for the the won the race of it. But Colton got him on the shooting part when it came. Oh yeah, to, man. When it goes on go. But it was a good time, man. It was an overall good weekend. And then after we got tuckered out and um and everything, we just shot and kind of mixed it up with everyone. But we had a good time, and uh, we just want to thank everyone for coming out to the shoot, and we really appreciated it. And it was pretty humbling. Like I'm glad be- people showed up, like from out of town and camped and hung out. And yeah, who drove nice. from the suburbs of Chicago? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, let's talk about that. Um, so we did 100 yard shoot off for a prize, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I threw an HHA sight on the line, and I'm like, okay, closest to the center, one arrow, 100 yards. Let's do this. I think I think maybe we did one or two arrows, but anyway. We all shot. We get down there, and Colton, first guy, yeah, who, of who's, course. Been, who's been winning everything, and well-deserved. He's a good shot. And uh, if we ever did a working-class bowhunter pro shooting staff, and I mean, we would never do it unless we had something legit to offer these guys because that's the only way to do it, not just a 5% yeah. discount. Um, I would seriously, he'd be one of the first guys I would recruit. And because he has a lens on his sight. He can shit. Yeah. <laughs> wheels, was are, a, wheels are for cars. Dude, yeah, we, 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 gave him a, we gave him a hard time. But, uh, you know, in his defense, he's like, dude, it rained the last shoot we were at. He couldn't take his lens off. It, it just, it I want to get a second was, elite, man. man, and do that. I, I do. Oh, yeah. But uh, we, we love you, Colton. He shoots damn near center. For 100 yards, it was considered a center punch. Right away, I'm like, put clock hands on it. And... uh which is one of my favorite sayings of all oh, yeah. time. And I'm like, well, boys, good luck to everyone else shooting because Colton, I think, just smoked us. Like He was like the second person to shoot. Mark goes up there. Money bags. With, like, I think his dial was only going to 85 yards or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mark throws one down there, and I'm looking through my binos, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, Colton, I think he might have just beat you, man. I can't tell for sure. But it looks nuts on. And I, I don't know if anyone ever got a photo of that arrow, but we walk up there. And, you know, the 100-yard walk from the line. Everyone's talking like, who won it? Who won it? And what I said, too, and when I threw out that HHA site, I'm like, if you don't want to shoot this site, if you prefer something. Because most guys that are going to put center punch at 100 yards know what they're into, and they're not going to switch their setup. Yeah, exactly. So my yeah. point was, if you win this site, if you don't want it, Please donate it to someone that you know will utilize the hell out of it. Yeah, and you know when when the the shoots are going down, money bags Mark Rife gets up there, and the joke was that a, a shoot a couple years ago, Mark took his old Hoyt 
and his pin was like he had a forty-five yard pin. He might—I don't think he even had a—he might have had a fifty, maybe. It was maybe fifty, and that dude was nailing him in at a hundred. And he figures it out. He just knows where to put it. And I, I get up there and I go, Mark Reif's winning this shot, this shoot. I'm like, I'm just going off of history, nothing else. History. So, you know, we're, we're all walking down there and, you know, you get to about 20 yards out. You know, the picture starts getting a little bit more clear. You're like, everyone's like, ah, I'm, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. There's some really good shots thrown down there. There really was. Like four, three or four of them were in there. And we get up there, and the two arrows. Did you say four or three of them. Four or three, yeah, something like that. Three or four of them. Four or three, three or four. We get up there, and the two arrows that are in there. Colton was the closest. He was in. Like, there's no doubt he was in. Mark Reif, no doubt he was in. He was dead center, dude, at a hundred yards. No doubt. So, and it was like, are you serious? I'm like, Mark, you you won. He goes. No, I can't win that site. I'm part of the podcast, man. He's like, I already got my HHA. He's like, I'm, I'm part of the podcast. I cannot win that site. I'm like, well, then you either give it to Colton because he's second place or you decide. And basically he called one of our listeners that came to the shoot and donated the site to her, and she really needed the upgrade. So it was that was awesome. To see. Yeah, they're over there looking for a – I think she lost an arrow over like – Hey, get over here. We got something to show you. Did you find my arrow? Nope, you won a sight. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So she's, uh, she gets to be part of the HHA Nation there, which is awesome. Yeah, but her husband uh, was it was a, super it was a, happy because he's like, I was going to buy one of those for her birthday. It, it worked out good. It made me happy. It was an HHA and elite archery party out there. It oh, was it awesome. was. It, it, it was. It was such a good time. But, man, I'll, I'll tell you what. I can't wait for the next one. It'll be... It'll be a good time next spring. I'm gonna do it a little earlier next year. Hopefully, it doesn't rain. We'll figure it out. Yeah, It'll be the, more to come. the only way I'm showing up is if Papa Dave smokes more pork. Uh, he took his awesome. little. Uh, what's he got? A Green Mountain Grill or whatever. Yeah, he's got like a Green Mountain smoker or something. He said he got two pork shoulders in there. It's one of those pellet grills, those tailgaters. He smoked this meat like a week and a half ago, froze it, and then brought it to the shoot, and it was the most delicious thing I'd ever had. It was uh, awesome. We got we ran out of buns, so I was resorting to open the Fritos bag and throwing pulled pork in there, and then like crunching it was up awesome. eat with my hands. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good time, and so I just got to thank everyone again for coming out, and thanks Gene for throwing it. And if that sounds like fun to you, and you want to come next year, just check in with us, and we'll throw it out there. I'm hoping it gets bigger every year, and yeah. we can really turn it into something. Something. I mean, it already was something. I was really humbled and, and super proud and happy that it turned out the way it did, but. uh Steve sent me this picture, changing gears a little bit. <laughs> the other day, I actually didn't even notice what you sent it to me for. I just, I didn't read the. It's a. I, think I, I didn't get that. It. Amy sent that to me. Uh, my my old lady sent me this, and I was like, "Well, let me let's describe the photo." Okay, yeah, here's it. So the photo is like, uh, it's like an engagement save the date photo, and in the background, it's you know the couple holding hands, and in the foreground, there's a, a big shed antler and a bow, and on the shed antler, it says. Um, like on on the tines, like the G two, the G three, G four, save the date, and then September eighth and the yeah, date on the, on the brow tine, yeah. It's a G two, son. Or, no, no, on the on the brow, the on September eighth, two thousand, the main beam. Yeah, that's what I mean. So this big shed sitting there, and uh, it's it's a cool it's a cool photo, and then I don't know if this is a quote or like who said this, but and above it it says uh, when an animal has to die to produce a piece of decor, it may be time to rethink things. 
It was on a ranker thing. So well, I don't know what ranker is. Uh, it's one of those stupid clickbait websites. All oh, right. Here's here's the scoop on <laughs> it's this. It's a fucking shed antler. <laughs> it's a it's a shed antler. It's like no doubt. All right, number number one. We'll address the elephant in the room. Like you're taking a picture in the background. Like they good for you. The save the date thing's cool, but um, if you're getting married and you're out of focus in the picture, you don't need to wear camo. But oh come on! You're attacking pictures, that. You're attacking that. I know. I'm just, I, whose side are you on? I'm, I'm just ribbing you, man. Here's the real issue. I'm just kidding. Here's the real issue. When an animal has to die to produce a piece of decor, all right. It's a shed antler, dude. These people who are so about the environment, like, all right, here's what's cool. These people, science is never wrong, especially when it comes to global warming or cooling or or flat earth. earth. Well, the earth is flat. That's that's just known. That's not science. That's just common knowledge. (laughs) I hope everyone knows we're kidding when we say that. I mean, geez, if you yeah, but we're really not. I should. We shouldn't have to clarify. But, like, for, for people who are like, you know, oh, well, the, well, the Earth is, uh, you know, uh, science. 198% of science scientists uh, agree that uh, the Earth... Is, these people use science as, like, this is fact, but don't understand the fact that deer's antlers fall off. I think what they think oh, dude, is they that don't, they just no. grow constantly. I think... Dude, they never think about it. They don't think that. They don't think well, that it grows constantly. No, they it's, don't, not, it's not that they don't think that. It's just they, they don't know. They've never dealt well, yeah, into that's the thing. Like, they don't ever, they've never even wondered it. Yeah, and that's, you know, that goes back to one of those things. It's like, okay, these are the people who are going to tell me and you that are listening that hunting is wrong. How to hunt or not to hunt, pretty much. Like, oh, you killed an innocent deer? Like, I don't think you've ever seen how bucks rutted up have broken. Like, you've seen a, a doe's leg being broken. Go look at a dead buck or, you know, like a buck Dude, that they're tore, tore up. It's a very violent world out there. But they don't understand the fact that antlers fall off and regrow. It's a very cool process. The The deer antler is one of the fastest growing substances in yeah, nature. Like tissue. I think it grows... I want to say they grow faster than your fingernails, I believe. I think I said an inch a day because, you know, you get... Yeah, I don't know. Not an inch a day. It's faster than your fingernails, It I'm would sure. be pretty close because you get A deer can put on... It's not two. It's not 200 inches because of the spread, but say a 200-inch deer, he puts that on from spring till September. Yeah. Or August, September, whenever the grow, like whenever it's growing peaks <laughs> in this. So these people are already just shitting all over this saying... Dude, it's oh, it's actually pretty. I didn't notice when you sent it to me. It's actually pretty funny. It's so ignorant that it hurts. I know, and it's that's God, cool. You know these these are the same people that talk down to you when they're like, "Well, the Earth is warming." And, you know, you shouldn't be trophy hunting. Yeah, he's just a trophy hunter. Uh, I had someone <laughs> say it to me. I'm like, "Do you, do you uh, let's let's think of it for a minute? Do you, what is what is trophy hunting? Was well, hunting deer for the antlers because they're big? I'm like, well, yes, that's true, but. Wouldn't you rather have someone trophy hunt and pass up younger uh, animals and only kill mature animals? I'd rather not have any deer get killed. Okay, well, why don't you eliminate that's, fucking coyotes then? That's not an option. It's a, you can't have that as an option. And, and the thing is, it's like, <sighs> well, a, a two-year-old deer is not going to grow a 200-inch rack. If he does, he lives in a farm and he's been force-fed supplements. Exactly. It's just not realistic. It, and it's the thing that people don't get. It. It's... Uh, 
it's sad, but you know, the thing is, you know, we ran about it on here because people that are listening to this podcast understand what we're ranting. That's a thing. But in real life, if you put us in that scenario, like how I explained this person that said that it's like, well, you know, trophy hunting sounds bad because the way you played it out to sound, but really it's selective hunting. It's uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm a meat hunter. I will eat, I eat everything I kill, but I'm also a trophy hunter at the same time, meaning I'm not shooting a two year old deer and I'd much rather shoot a five and a half year old deer. And that being said, that's, that's what it is. And that's what makes that the point is, and I heard Ted Nugent say this is, you know, new whitetail records and animal records are, are broken almost every year, every couple of years nowadays. And that doesn't help. That doesn't happen on an unhealthy herd. Yeah. The herd is healthier than it's ever been. And that's because there's more hunters and hunters are becoming more educated which is turning into better hunting and more mature animals. And uh, like our good buddy Matt Peterson at MDL Outfitters in Iowa, he is running a high-class operation over there. Uh, we just we talked to him right before this podcast, and he is doing – he's the animals he's doing, he has obviously a policy to not shoot immature deer. It's mature deer only, and that's – it's this is how it is. It's how it's handled, and it's good. The more people get educated, the better it is. Public hunting is going to get better. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bigger deer on public ground. The more this goes and the more you can spread that word and educate non-hunters also, that just helps our cause even and, more. You know what? Like my my message here, because obviously we as hunters know what we're doing. We We know exactly what we're going out for. We know why we do it. I think that as hunters, we should have this message and... You can trademark it or whatever, but uh, you say to anti-hunters, "Hey, uh, mind your own fucking business." All right, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, I don't really think the thing is though. Too is like, it's, uh, here we're in Illinois, and we've talked to Neil Anderson. He's a senator here. I'm sure you've heard that episode. We've got people in downtown Chicago have literally could not tell you the difference between a pine or a maple tree. That want to tell you hunters down near Cairo, Illinois, which is damn near a seven-hour drive. That's seven hours in one state. I was going to say, I have no idea where that is. It's like, uh, it, it's a big, uh, in blues songs, it was a whole thing. But down near that area, they want to tell you how to live your life? Like, I, I got to tell you, man. Apply, man. Like, I'm not seven hours you. changes the landscape really quick. No matter, and it depends on where you are, but in Illinois. Man, you're fired up right now, son. I'm, dude, I'm just saying, I, I hate when these people put on business suits every day and they they they, they get their news from like BuzzFeed or whatever. Actually, dude, allegedly. On, on, <laughs> honestly, it's most of the anti hunters are. It's, I, it's, there's like, Baker talked about it. Baker Levitt from, uh, from Kill Cliff and. He talked. Remember, he was on. He was talking. Yeah, about Yeah, he the, said they're all English and they're all. Uh, no, those are the people. The English cat lovers. Oh, they're the death threat anti hunters. Right, the death threats. I'm talking the people who it's like most in danger of you losing your right to hunt. Right. Yeah. Are people who it's who, inner city liberals is what it is. Females, they, yeah, females typically. They and, live in high rise apartments. They wouldn't know the different. They, they they're the same people who tell you, yeah, I've tried venison once. I didn't like it, which lets me to believe it's like. You've never tried it once. They would probably be like, yeah, I drove a Ferrari once. Didn't like it. It's a lot of those people. They just don't know, man. They it's, don't know. They're, it's The best approach is we're ranting here, like I said before, because we can rant here. This is our area. And anyone can listen to this podcast, but which is fine. Um, even if you're an Anna hunter and you're like, hey, look how mad you're getting. It's like, well, 
Yeah, cool. If you think something, email us at workingclassbowhunter at yeah, gmail dot com. Workingclassbowhunter dot com is our website. We, we can we can talk it out, and, and, and you know maybe you have a point you want to make, and we can talk about it, and maybe I can make a good point to you. But we're not going to get into all that. But no. we can another episode. Steve got a little carried away. You never rant. I'm usually the ranter. Sorry, dude. I just you're you the know, voice of reason. If I go on a rant, you have to be the voice of reason. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We discussed something that uh, I'm going to turn you loose, and I'm not going to hold you back. Yeah, okay, well, let's just be careful then. Uh, so Sorry, dude. I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, and here I go on another one of my rants. This is kind of like uh, we're doing this, but it's all in good fun. So just if you're offended, I'm sorry, uh, kind of. So have yeah, email us. or pr- Pretty uh, much what we – when I was scrolling through Facebook, and I always like to – like I was talking with Byron Horton from the Whitetail Experience the other day about it. Like I, I like to evaluate the hunting industry because I think it's important, um, and I like to. I even evaluate our podcast and what we do, and that's it's healthy for the herd. It is healthy for the herd. I'm self managing an industry, an industry that I feel I'm a part of, and uh, and I am choosing to support things that I feel that I'm a part of, and I feel that we can give our opinion on things that we're. In, a part of, in support of, or not in support of, within our own industry. And me, by saying this, I'm not trying to bring anyone down. Or uh, more hunters is a good thing for sure. But I want to, I want the right role models out there in the hunting industry, and I want people that young women and and young men can look up to and say, like, that's how it's done right. Like this is. People that are in the hunting industry that are big for a reason are should be followed. Like Eva Shockey and Melissa Bachman and uh, like Michael Waddell. They're they're born and raised real hunters. They they came up the right like Jim Shockey, legend, no doubt about it. The Drury's legends, um, no doubt about it. The Jay Gregory, all, you know the Kiskies. They came up when the hunting industry was hunting magazines and hunting shows yeah. and, and DVDs and, and you couldn't get, there was no like outdoor channel and there's no Instagram or no Facebook and they're big because they're experienced and they know what they're doing. They're a role model. There's something to learn from those people. And I've talked about before how, when I, when I go to follow someone through my personal page or through the podcast page on anything, social media and social media sounds like it gets kind of corny. Like, Oh yeah, I'm on Facebook. Like follow my page. But that is the future. That's what we have today for entertainment. It's entertainment in your pocket all the time, wherever you go, anytime you want. You're in an airport, boom, you can get on Facebook and watch a hunting show. It's everywhere. Um, so that being said, I want to see positive role models. And I don't follow someone with the pages unless I feel like there's something to gain from them. I'm personal friends with them. Um, or, I mean, there's some, there's got to be a reason why I'm following you. Um and one thing that sort of made me uh, sick, not sick, but kind of like a little disgusted where I was just like, geez, what, what is going on? What are we doing here? What, what's, why is this part of the industry exist? And, and why are people supporting it? Like we should really, we could folk, we could channel our concentration and our interest and our role models in a much more positive direction and a better direction for hunting in general. Like let's focus on the positive role models in the industry and so basically what I saw scrolling through Facebook was this, uh, it was, uh, outdoor channel actually shared it. Um, and the title of it is join our miss wild game series, premier Facebook live roundtable. And this is what the, uh, was it wild game nation. Um, 
Yeah, Miss Wild Game, Wild Game Nation. And they got these three chicks that Matt Busbis refers to them as Huntress Insta-Famous Chicks. And he goes on. I watched maybe 10 minutes of it, and I shut it off. And he's like trying to justify why he has them on this live video just the way it's changed it's you know you can get on there and you can follow these these chicks or in men he adds in and it's these three chicks that are pretty faces and it's insta famous hunters the miss wild game i'm just so put off by it and i'm all for women hunters man but i'm i'm all for it for the right reasons and and if you notice and you look at our guests is we want women hunters on our podcast as guests. I want nothing more to interview legit women hunters, but I'm not going to support these chicks that are just hair and smiling faces and weird provocative photos of I'm checking my trail camera in a tank top and short shorts because scent control doesn't matter, but I have 14,000 followers and I yeah. know what I'm doing and check my cleavage out. I got 14 pictures on my trail cam. It's like, come on. Yeah. We know what you're doing. Dude. And I get guys, guys will be like, well, yeah, man, but what do you, I mean, I'm, I'm in hunting and the industry to, for the right reasons. I want to see positive stuff out there. That's just, it's degrading and it's just not something I want to follow. And it can be t- depicted in this. I would much w- rather see a chick in full camo sit, controlled out checking a trail camera. The, the photos are great and are, Last Breath TV does it good in their photos. Like, yeah. are, like it's just the way you check your trail cameras. You don't do that. And anyone that tells you is like, oh yeah, you're out there in your prime time spot and short shorts and a tank, and you're checking your cameras. Exactly. No, no you're yeah, not. yeah. Because you really think that Buck's like, you know, ready? Like, ah, she's got like seven inches of cleavage. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick around even though she smells like a human. Well, we'll joke around about it and be yeah, like, we That's will. Cool, but, but you know, you want to see how it's really done. But my point is, it's like, why are these chicks like? You pulled them off Instagram, and you're like you made a show out of them for nothing. But I just feel I don't even know. I, I'm kind of I just can't even rant on it anymore. All right, you know what? Here, here's the the, here's the thing. All right, I'll, I'll go on this. Uh, Careful now. Yeah, and, and let us know if you agree or disagree with us. Like, or if you get what I'm trying to get across here. Working class bowhunter at uh, gmail dot com. All right, so you guys might call me lame for being a pro wrestling fan, but if you watch this video. It is it is pro wrestling. Here's what they did. You know, they tried to address the issue. Like, uh, like I'll, I'll bring it to relevance. Like, they're trying to push Roman Reigns. The guy can <laughs> kind of wrestle, but he's boring. In the ring, he can kind of carry a match, but he's awful. And he's the top guy. When they tried to push this, and that's what they've been saying. Oh, well, you know, Reigns is going to be the guy, you know, oh, dude. the top guy after Cena. So what they're trying to do is when they address that, they're trying to be like, oh, it's a non-issue. It'd be like, but you you, you ladies are the top guys, or top gals, whatever. Top, we'll, we'll just say top guy. Like, that's not a gender thing. Top guy is the top person oh, dude. for that. So I'm reading these comments on here. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to put over, because sex sells, and you guys know how it is, so a pretty face... Deer hunting is so pure that you cannot fake, well, unless you're that one kid in like North Carolina, you cannot fake antlers. Photoshop. If you can kill monster deer on camera, it is really, really hard to fake it in this day and age. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, you know, if it's not going to be too hard for me to, if I can get a girl that looks pretty hot, 
and I put her on a an area, and I'm not saying this happened, but put her on a high fence area and have her kill a giant buck. Well, it's not even about antlers, though. That's the thing. Like, when I, like my point is what I'm trying to make is, like, why are you, like, why do you need to be looked at? Like, it's, you're not a role model to me. I, basically, you're dumbing it down. To, I can't even watch hunting TV anymore unless it's, like, I'll watch Respect the Game and, and the Virtue on Carbon TV. I'm very limited to the shows I watch now because why I don't want to fucking watch you on TV. Like, you're, no. I'm not going to learn anything. It's just, it's so dumbed down and like for views, like you said, sex sales and sales. And it's just, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of it. It's, uh, well, I, like, ask I feel me like who, my rant didn't get its point across, but I got burnt out in the middle of my rant. I don't know. I, I feel, but ask me who my favorite female huntress is of all time is. Hunter, your fe- favorite female hunt, hunter. Hunt, fe- female, favorite female huntress. I hate the word huntress. It's I hunter. I hate it. Just it's a hunter. All right. We're all hunters. Ask me who my favorite hunter that's a female is. Who? Vicky, all day. Vicky, hell yeah. Because you know why? And I'm not... Uh, Vicky Sian Cerulu. I've got to meet a Archer's lot choice. of people. And there's some, there's some studettes. Do we even have to say it? Like, Melissa Bachman is real deal. Like, you know, you guys have heard of... You tell when you talk to her. We've had her on the podcast a couple times. And you guys have heard, you know, what we do for oh, the show. Oh, shit, son. We're going to talk about something before I forget. Write it down. Okay, but we we've talked to her on the podcast, and you guys who are out there listening, you guys are yeah, you know these guys seem real deal, and we try to be as real deal as possible. After we've gotten gotten done talking to her, and just you know kind of shooting the breeze, like hey, we're not on mic, you know anything. The realness is there; it never goes away. People try to say that about people to try to get them over. We're not going to lie to you; she is real deal. Vicky and uh, I'll throw Ralph in there too because <laughs> they're both real deal. And uh, if you guys want to see how things are done, not just because she's a friend of ours, but we're friends with her because we like Logan Partlow from around here. She does a really good job of how things well, should really too. be there's done. She's things. very humble. Well, there's things that if she doesn't know, she'll admit it. Not saying that she's not new, new, but. She was just she's cool as hell. She'll come she's to the studio always and be trying like, to oh, learn, yeah. dude. I, I sort of got it. When we're not looking, she's writing down notes. Well, let's uh, before we keep going. There's but a, yeah, get to what you're going. If to. you want to see this video, we're kind of all over the place in this rant. It's kind of not working out for us, but you get our point. Um, oh, it's working out beautifully, Kurt. One, one it's of, like jazz. One of these chicks, Steve. Steve ran into. We were at the Iowa Deer oh, Classic. God. It'd be easy when you tell the story, but get the point across. <laughs> all right. We uh, the Iowa Classic. Everyone goes out and has a good time. Um, and I don't know if other people talk about that, but you go ATA or any Iowa Classic or Deer Convention, yeah. or everyone's at the bars. It's a good time. It's a it's a ease. It's relaxing. You're you're on, almost on vacation from everything else. Right. At these. So <laughs> I wasn't up next to you, Steve, <laughs> but you were like bothered by this man, like because in the hunting <sighs> industry, when you meet someone else that's within the industry, you make friends and you talk normal like human beings. That's all you are, and it's always a good time. But Steve comes in all bothered, like. Dude, you'll never. I just. He was like lost. You'll never. Uh, man, you, I don't. Dude, you'll never guess what just happened. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened? Like, what are you talking about? And don't say the name, Steve. Oh, well, uh, I won't. I'm about to crack me up with another bush. Kurt, you need one? No, I'm good. Thank you, buddy. Okay. All right. So here's a scoop on this. You guys, if uh, if if you ever want to figure out who I really am, if I've never met you before ask byron horton he heard me i've talked to him a couple times but the first time i met him dude 
I'm not going to put on a front of who I am. I, I don't care anymore. I've got a girlfriend, and I'm pretty set for life. Like, is I'm, hot, I don't have to put on ladies, a front for this anybody. hot bot is tied up. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so, like, my life is set. I can let myself go. I can say anything to anybody. It doesn't matter. I've got a good home life is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I don't need to push the the WCB podcast any more than it already is. Dude, we've... We have far surpassed where we thought we would ever be. Yeah, we're just right coasting now. at this point. <laughs> Literally. We're like, we don't need anything else out of this. It's cool. I, it, there, There is nothing more that we need to do. We uh, we get done. Chop, chop. You're at all right, this all party right. or this bar. We won't say which bar either. All right. We're, 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 we're somewhere, and we had a great day of podcasting. You know, uh, or no, we this we is know, Friday night. It was the first night. First night. Oh, yeah. Okay. The show was there. We weren't at the show Friday because we work, so we were going to be there yeah. Saturday morning podcasting all day. And uh, we knew what we had coming up. That was the first night we we met Philip Vanderpool the next day, so we knew he was probably going to do an episode. We didn't really know until about an Besides hour and a half before the story. So it's just like, man, we got some really great stuff coming up. And I'm I'm going out to you know step outside. You know, because I'm like, I, I like getting fresh air every once in a while. You know, it, on, it was a crowded dude, bar. Right, yeah, yeah, you hate when I tell You're stories. ranting, son. Or you're not ranting. You're anyway, just like anyway, dancing someone, around the, the Like, this it. girl's walking up, and like I look at her, I'm like, man, you, you look really familiar. And I'm really bad with faces and names, period. So, like, if you come up to me and you're like, hey, don't you remember me? Uh, you got to give me, like, a full detail. So, this girl looks familiar, and I'm like, Hey, I I know you from. She goes Instagram. I go, that's what it is. I'm a little sauced at this point, right? You know, we had a couple of a couple silos, and I'm. Come on, I, I, I I'm, I'm getting to the meat of it. Jesus. So, so I'm just like, come on, man, dude, you don't like how I tell stories. All right, I'll shorten up. So anyway, I say I say something. Oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. I'm Steve from uh, Working Class Boner Podcast. You know, hey, yeah, I, I do know who you are. I like what you're doing, and. I really like, and I get cut off, and I hear, listen, if you want to talk business, I'll be in this booth tomorrow, and she like, this is the this is the shit that set me off. It wasn't the fact that she said, if you want to talk, you know, business with you, she like, she patted me on the back like I was like a nine-year-old. <laughs> That's the shit that set me off. She's like, if you want to talk business, I'll be at so-and-so, and patted me on the back, and she like walked away. I go, Ah, uh, you were bugged by it. It's kind of a, you told me about it. I'm like, she really said that? Yeah. And I was like, real deal. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to, you know, that's such a talk any off. business. I was just trying to make friends, so it'd be like, hey, Any, why, why don't we exchange numbers and then you know we could talk at a later date, and uh, you know I I could help try and push you for people who listen to us. Maybe she thought you, you were trying to hit on her. And maybe she thought uh, I, I, but I would But even though been. she said, if you want to talk business, which is kind of like... And she gave me the booth number. I'm not going to let you know what it was. I remember exactly what it, it was. Anyone in the but industry is cool, me though. on the back, like... like let's dude, read some of the comments. Let's, let's... Like, like, she was a, like she was a top slugger for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> greeting a young fan. God, that... Man, that, that it, rubbed me the wrong way. It's pretty messed up. It, yeah, is. it is what it is, though. Here's some of the comments, uh... So I was reading through here just for the shit of it, and this is we're probably getting old on this rant here, but it's it's pretty funny. It's, yeah, that cares? story is pretty funny looking back now. <laughs> yeah, it's it, hilarious. It is dude. funny. Maybe at a later episode we'll say who it was. Hey, but and I then, was uh, so appalled. Well, I didn't even know. The funny thing is, 
Um, I pulled up this video. I'm like, I kind of want to talk about this. And Steve goes, that's that girl, dude, at the Iowa Classic that was like, said that to me. I'm like, this girl right here? He's like, yeah, that's the one. Because Steve couldn't think of her name at the time. I'm like, she, that's the girl that said it to you at the Classic? Yeah, dude, that's the chick. Dude, me and Doug were walking uh, walking around. Me and Doug Schmidt were walking around. And he goes, because I kept telling, because I told him this story. And, you know, he, he went up there with us. And he goes, hey, there's your girlfriend. You want to go and say something to her? I go, hey, let's go talk business. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty appalling, but oh, um, it's hilarious. People on here, but uh, we met Philip Vanderpool like later that day and had a great podcast with him. And someone got tased in a room, so we won that battle. But the point of the rant is, it's, the, yeah, this is all for the wrong reason. in The video, I, I just, I don't, I'm not into it. I'm not into the Insta famous huntress thing. Like, it, if you're a chick and you're a real deal, I'll follow you all day. I have nothing against that, and that's not the point of this rant. But I want you to be followed for a reason and i want to i want to see the honey industry go the right way like and i saw a comment on here and that's when i was freaking out earlier and this is what basically got me fired up um where it is um where it is i said where is it um jeez it probably won't pop up um do you remember what they were saying <laughs> Too bad you couldn't have selected a group of hunters that reflect all of the United States. Not everyone in the U.S. is blonde. These girls, these girls could be sisters. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of funny ones. This is so wrong on so many different levels. Figures that everyone is blonde. What happened to Native Americans that hunt? I will not be watching. Um, this guy right here. As all right, here we go. Here we go. Hold, hold on. on. As they follow Outdoor Channel on Facebook. Okay, yeah, don't watch. All right, here. But I mean, they get. Uh, yeah, and they I, get it, I get it. I get it. I get it. Man, you're awful excited tonight, Steve. Uh, I know. Um, there was one on here that I loved. Uh, where is it, man? I keep missing it. I think I will stick to an actual hunting show. You're turning hunting shows into what they did with country music reality crap. <laughs> um, thanks to greedy ranches, they have priced me out of the market. I don't know. That is. This is so wrong. It's a little screws. Everyone, will go. I had a fat another one I wanted to read. Oh, all right here. Give them public land in the middle of nowhere, not scouted, and give them three days for a scorable deer, and I'll watch it. Until then, it's crap, which is true. They're kind of on canned hunt, not canned hunts, but I don't know if that's true. That could be, but they're kind of setting allegedly where well, they're hunting for this Miss Wild Game Nation. They're putting them in a scenario that's relatively controlled. Like you're going here. I like that. Give them public land in the middle of nowhere, not scouted, and three days for a scoreable deer, and I'll watch it. I Ryan Jesse commented that, and I that's a hundred percent on, and that's a challenge for anyone, no matter who you are. Um, here's but here's the problem with when you try to do things like this. Obviously, you're putting out a show to make money. I get, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I get what they're doing. Dude, you need to draw ratings. You need to have some pretty good-looking talent to bring it in. Does the kill matter? Not really. Someone commented on here where to say, um, "Real hunters." Uh, what did it say? Damn it! I'll find it here. It was good. But like, like I was saying, so these, you know. These TV shows, they're looking for ratings. Let's call this just but, what it is, the Matt Busbis dating show. That one's funny. That was the one I was looking for. Oh, okay, who, there it is. Who you kidding, Matt? You just wanted them gorgeous girls hanging out in the ranch. <laughs> 
Well, hey, someone made a point. What exactly is wrong with the blonde chick, uh, blonde chick hunting show? How's it different from a blonde man hunting for sport? Uh, I don't know. Okay, for name sport me one blonde means, man but. hunting other than uh, Jay Gregory. If this does inspire <laughs> young women hunters to get up and hunt, but it's I, I'm for that. But I want it to be. I hope they realize, like you know, it's there's other things to look look up. Yeah, to. and you know it we feel like it's such like a niche thing that maybe this will peter out after a while that i don't know man i don't think so but i think that basically what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna have to find as the hunting industry goes on and things evolve or i'm gonna have to like you're gonna probably see a lot of our shows happen with our close friends and for people that are legit and are doing it for the right reasons you're gonna see a lot of like underground guys that are doing it because that's the hustle and they're doing it because they love it. It's not, it's, you know what I mean? It's not, they're not in it for an appearance or for followers. They're do it because they like to do it and they made something out of it. Yeah. Um, whether it be a podcast and you, you, you can tell, you can always tell when someone's genuine and they're doing it for why they love to do it. You can tell right away. Um, and just cause you have blonde hair doesn't mean that you're not doing it cause you love it. This is just happens to be the example that, uh, it all just puzzle piece together for this. It's just miss. I don't know. And hey, there is the the you know reality that we might be wrong. I think we're. You never know. But <laughs> seriously, why would anyone watch this? Looks like a Fox News anchor interview. Uh, except Megan Kelly doesn't work for Fox News. I want anymore. more women out there hunting and shooting as I as do I. What the heck does this got to do with hunting? Hey, you know what my favorite comment is? The guy just said Michigan here. Matt looking for Frank a Potter is representing all of Michigan, so Michigan, you are well represented in a Facebook comment thread. <laughs> this it's just interesting, man. What's your guys' opinion? And uh if we went over the top, that's fine. Surgery? Why did someone say so oh eye surgery? One girl has glasses on, so Go well, Iowa. I'm glad uh, they clarified go. that because of like, why does she have glasses on? Yeah, was, maybe she wanted to look like Lil Boosie for a while. Who knows? <laughs> Scott St. John bikini next time, he says. <laughs> it's like, there's just that one guy always. <laughs> yeah, there is, dude. You're, like, you're going to have them creepers. And again... All blonde and it showed. <laughs> Damn. Hey, but you know what? some mean comments in here, man. I'll tell you what. If uh, you know, if you're trying to pump up your Instagram game, but you know you're a serious hunter, email us. Let us know. Maybe we'll put you on a. There's uh, a. You know, what's live funny video? about it is there's a. <laughs> Clint Casper, kind of referred us to some women hunters that are just absolute badasses studettes studettes and that's who we want to interview and, and not, maybe some of these girls are but it, to me it doesn't portray it and uh and that's kind of my point i want them to be role models for a reason not just because they're decent looking um so i mean it is what it is but i can't even keep a straight thought process right now so it's probably time to hang this up it's late on a saturday if that rant was over the top it won't happen often but uh, me and Steve had to podcast. We want to talk about the shoot and yeah. recap. We're sad Eric's not here and is going to be working his tail off at work. So I'm sure Eric would have had seven words to add to that rant. It's his presence that makes everything he, fine. Yeah, dude, if he, if he's here, everything's like put together. But if he's it kind of keeps here, you in control. You you get kind of off the off the rails because I feel like I can get away with it if just you're here. But like if Eric's here for some reason, I'm like, yeah, I can't get away with saying that. Boss one and two are not here. exactly. Yeah. Imagine a podcast if it was just you. You didn't have it, me or Eric. Dude, 
I'd probably would be arrested for the things I would say. And we're a country of free speech. Let that be known. <laughs> we're, dude, w- without Eric, we're not a fidget spinner. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but who's gonna have the? Who's gonna be the first one to have a fidget spinner in the tree stand with them? I know it's Robux season somewhere or wherever. Robux are awesome. I'd love to shoot yeah, one. I would love to shoot one. But who's gonna be the first one with a fidget spinner in the tree stand with them? Send us pictures. No, don't do that. Yeah, don't do Jeez. that. Um, another news. Do it. We got but some good it. giveaways coming up. We got a uh, some goodies giveaway on social media. Follow us, Working Class Boner, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, WCB Podcast, on Snapchat. Um, that's basically it. The rant was not how I wanted it to go, but it was worth talking about. And I want to hear your guys' opinions. I really do. We want to hear them. Uh, message us on Facebook. Go to workingclassboner dot com. Hats, shirts on there, and uh, send us a message and uh, let us know what you think. You yeah. happy? Yeah. Good. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment.